The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. My consuegros, my machetanistas, they were making a wedding last Sunday. And uh, we could not miss that wedding, of course. You know? No, here in Brooklyn. They were making, well, not actually Brooklyn and Deal. They were making a wedding. Their daughter was getting married. And as proper in-laws, our family, we love them very dearly. We're very close. We had to go to the wedding, of course. We would never miss it. So my wife and I decided that right after the wedding, we'll go straight to the airport, we'll pick up a flight, and we'll fly out to Miami, and we'll start the vacation, right? I told you already what a rabbi vacation looks like, right? I don't want anyone to get the wrong ideas. My wife sits in the hotel on the palm trees, and they take me from shul to shul to shul, right? It's, you know, that's why you see the tan. This is from shul to shul to shul. That's what, that's what you're looking at. So don't, don't. Chas v'shalom. V'yitem nikim im Hashem v'yisrael. You know what the Khatam Sofer says on that pasuk? He says, v'yitem nikim. Make sure you remain squeaky clean in the eyes of God and people. Says the Khatam Sofer. It's easier to remain clean in the eyes of God than it is in the eyes of people. So our plan was, we stay for the wedding, and then right after the wedding, we get a flight out to Miami. Not bad. The wedding is in Deal, New Jersey. Right after the wedding, we'll go out to Newark, we'll pick up a flight, and we'll be in Miami two and a quarter hours later. No big deal. That was the plan. But you see, Rabotai, man plans. And boy, does Hashem live. I want to tell you what happened. So we come to the wedding. It was a Sunday afternoon wedding. It was a beautiful wedding. It started the chuppah. It was called for 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Not bad. I like those weddings. It ended up going off at about quarter to four. So I'm in the hall. And suddenly, something that I did not expect, nor did the people from the wedding expect, it starts to snow. Now, I heard about this blizzard that they were talking about. They even called it a nor'easter. Oh, boy. Once they start giving it new names, I know we're in for something interesting. Now, when I pulled into that lot, it was 3.30 in the afternoon, and there was a very light sprinkle. I told my wife, eh! What? Nothing! About a half an hour later, I look outside. And what was once nothing turned into something. I see that my car is completely covered. And the snow, within just a half an hour, is starting to build up. And it is coming down. I'm talking nor'easter blizzard. It's coming down. And I looked at my wife and said, oh boy, I better call the airline. So I called the airline. And I say, um, hey, Jet Blue. Well, you know, some guys call it hair Blue Jet. Jet Blue, uh... You guys still on for Miami, right? Says, Sir, uh, due to the current storm, uh, we don't think that the flights to Miami are going to end up uh, going. Uh, we would be more than happy to change your ticket for the coming week or two. I said, what do you mean week or two? All I have off from the shul is the next four days. This is all I got! What are you joking? 
they said, nope, sorry, uh, the flights are canceled. I said, but, but give it a chance, it's only two inches. Yes, sir, but they're expecting 22 inches, and therefore we're already looking. They canceled the flight. I come to my wife, I said, we're in, we're in trouble. They canceled the flights. She said, there gotta be a different flight. So I call up my buddy, Jonathan Dagmi. This guy's an Eved Neeman Hashem, special guy, also a Chaver Neeman to me, somebody very special. He said, don't worry, Rabbi, I'm going to get you on a flight. I said, okay. From where? He said, I'm going to find you a flight in the tri-state area that's still going to Miami. We're not going to ruin this one needed vacation that I'm going to bring you down for. I said, okay. Go ahead, Jonathan. Tell me what you find. Two minutes later, he calls me back. Okay, Rabbi, listen. I found the flight. It's the only flight that's leaving the tri-state area. And it's leaving tonight. Tomorrow, forget about it. You're done. Nothing is moving tomorrow. Not tomorrow, not till the end of the week. You can kiss the trip goodbye. But you have one shot. If you make this flight tonight at 8.30 p.m., leaving, from Philadelphia. I said, what? Are you out of your mind? Well, tell me to drive to Boston. Come on. There's a blizzard, man, going on out there. He says, no, 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 listen to me. You're in deal. It's not that bad. Dad weighs it. So I pull out my iPad and I weighs it. Deal, New Jersey. Philadelphia International Airport, PHL. I weighs it. Not bad. Hour and 25 minutes. I think to myself, wait. The hope is starting now. If I'm out after the Chazanin and the Dirashot, you guys haven't been by a chuppah lately, you know. And the, let's say I'm out by six. I can still make it. Hour 25 minutes. That means I'm in the airport at 7.25. Flight's at 8.30. With a little hustle. I have no check-in luggage. It's just hand luggage. I can make it. A little tight, but I can make it. I said, okay, Jonathan, those are the only, says it, Rabbi, I'm telling you, I went to JFK, LaGuardia, Newark, I did the, uh, everyone's canceled. This is the only flights that are not canceled, and you might have a shot at getting it. I said, book it, okay? He books it. He says, Rabbi, I'm going to send you over to your wife's fancy phone, you know, because... My dinosaur doesn't get PDFs. I'm going to send you over to your wife's phone, not your flip phone, to your wife's phone, the boarding passes. I said, okay. I go into the chuppah. I'm happy. Sameach, the tov lev. The rabbi's march. The kiddies march with the pillows. They put a little baby inside a remote control car and send him down the aisle. Don't look at me. And after they're done, in comes the chata. Oh, kemelech. Beautiful. There's something so special about a chuppah. You feel it. You feel the shechina. You feel the presence. You feel what that canopy really stands for. If people would only know what that canopy really stands for. Wow. Ah. And then the kala, kilula, hasida comes down the aisle. The queen. Chatani kala's under the chupa. The chazanim begin to sing. 
and the rabbis say the Birachot, and then the big moment, the breaking of the glass, which by the way, Rabotai, I, I know this is not the time and place for saying this, but it's a little weird, you know, when we break the glass, everyone jumps up with the happiest feeling of screaming, Mazuta, Mabru! Do you know why we break the glass by a chupah? Just for clarity. It's to remind us, in the height of happiness, the destruction of the Bet HaMikdash. I don't know if people know that, because they use that moment as the happiest scream of the cheer of victory, where, take a minute, take it in. Bet HaMikdash is destroyed. Give it 30 seconds, and then we'll go to scream. Okay, wrong class. Anyways, but the bottom line is, they break the glass. Beautiful. I give the chatan a hug, and I look at my watch. It's 6.05. I said, okay, still doable. Hour 25, that means I leave right now. I'm in PHL at 7.30. Flight's at 8.30. We can do this. I turn to my wife. I see she's in the waiting lady section. She's already waving to me. She's giving me the signal. Let's go. We're late. And she's pointing out the window. I didn't know why she was pointing out the window. She's pointing out the window. And I'm thinking, oh, she's probably telling me that the snow is piling up. I said, okay, okay, one minute. I say goodbye to the Chatan, to the Kala's father, who is my Machatena, so I can swear I start running out of the place. And just somebody gets up on the microphone and they announce, Rabotai, we're davening our beat right now. I said, oh, oh. I forgot about our beat. I'm going to PHL. There's no minion in PHL. Matter of fact, the run that I'm going to be running now, I don't even think I'm going to get a davening, even be a chidot. Turned to my wife and I said, ah, I, minion, flight, time, blizzard, Philadelphia, minion, PHL, Miami. I know what to do. I'm thinking, minion, flight, minion, flight, minion. I said to myself, there's a blizzard out there. I don't have a shot at making this flight. The only way I could ever have a minute, miraculous chance of being on that plane to me, ah, me, is only with Boreolam's help. Abba, I'm going against the norm. I'm going against logic. Logic dictates, bro, you got an hour and 25 minutes. Get out of here. Every minute counts. You can miss that gate by one minute. Once they close that door, you're done. They're not opening it for nobody. But at the same time, you're the one who runs the show. And you want me to daven with a minion. And like I mentioned, on vacation, those minyanim are worth so much, 
so much in the eyes of Hashem. It shows what you're really holding. I turned to my wife and I kind of just motioned ten people. Minyan, I'm staying. She looks at me like, you're crazy. Come on, it's late. And she's pointing out the window. I said, I know. I'm staying for the minute. There goes the truth. I turn around, went back into the ballroom. I dive in the mirror, if I'm telling you. I took my heart into that ambitasa body alarm. I'm watching my flight leave. But this minion, this minion, I'm hoping it, it, it shows you that we love you. And we love you more than the things we think we love. You know what means? Everyone says it means money. Yeah, money is because people love money, but it's just an example. Hashem says, I want you to love me more than the things that you love. Show me that your love for me is greater than the things that you normally love. Me'odecha is rav, rav, ahuv, lecha. That's the Lashon Haramban. Rav, get that straight. Rav, rav, ahuv, lecha. What is incredibly loved by you. Show me, says Hashem, that I am loved by you more. Abba, I love you. I love you. I love you more than anything. I'm going to show you that this minion means something to me. I stayed. I dive in with the minion. I finished the Amidah. I finished the Alim Rosh I want to tell you something. This Yetzirah is unbelievable. Yetzirah shows up to me after I finish Amidah. And he says to me, No! So just drop the Alango! Okay, get out of here! Cut out the Aleno! You don't need the last Kaddish. Believe me, you're ready, Yitzha. Believe me, I'll tell you, I heard every, tell you everything I'm telling you now. I heard it in my head. I said, no, I came this far. Kaddish. Another main nation. Aleno is the thank you. So that finally I can say with a minion, En Od. En Od Milbada. I'm relying on you, Hashem. If I have a shot at making this flight, the only shot I have is you. Forgive me. There went the bandwidth. Anytime I start up with the Yetzirah, he kicks back. So Alain was finished. We run out to the car. The car was buried. I could not believe in a matter of two hours how much snow fell. Couldn't believe it. My tires were buried. The car was buried. I was only in a suit because all my clothing was in the car packed into the suitcases. So I had to take my suit elbow sleeve. And I had it literally snow off the sides of the car just to get in. And my wife looks at me and says, So Tzadik, where are we going to now? I said, we're going to PHL. She said, are you crazy? We, we missed that flight. I said, I davened our beat with a minion. We're going for it. 
He says, okay, we'll find a hotel in Philadelphia, no problem. We get into the car, I pull out the iPad, I raise it. I look at the place. I said, when I raised it originally, it was two hours ago, when there was only a half an inch on the ground. It said an hour and 25 minutes to PHL Airport. But now, two hours later, after the incredible nor'easter kicked in, it says an hour and 57 minutes. I said, vey, I'm done. According to this, we're pulling into the airport at 8.15, and it's an 8.30 flight. <laughs> Who am I even wasting my time? I said, no. Do, do you believe that Borewan runs the world? Do you believe it? Do you believe that he did want you to pray with that minion? I do. I do believe that there are priorities that he wants us to stand up for, even at the moment of our own detriment. I do believe that. We're giving this a shot. We're giving this a shot. You guys know my brothers. They would have done no different. We're giving this a shot. Just as crazy as just, I look more like a rabbi. But, it, but, it's, but it's the same deal, I'm telling you. It's, it's, the same, it's the same stock. We're giving this a shot. I pull out of that lot, and we're on our way. Now, I'm driving in the highways that are, you know, generally 65, but I'm driving 25 miles an hour. I can't see more than five feet in front of my head, in front of my face. And the windshield wipers are working overtime. I'm telling you, just to try to keep something. And it was, I'm thinking back now, it was Misukan. It was, it was a sakana to be driving on the roads in the middle of a blizzard like that, let alone trying to get somewhere in a hurry. But it was impossible. They didn't shovel. They didn't do any of the uh, what's it calling yet. So we were going 25 miles an hour on the I-95. We were making our way towards Pennsylvania. Jersey didn't bring out the trucks yet. We were driving in snow, literal snow. The car was shifting back and forth every now and then. My wife was <gasps> every now and then. We didn't even get on the plane yet to turbulence, and I'm already getting, <gasps> already getting the nails in your. Okay, whatever. Anyway, what, what, what? And I'm trying. I said, I said, Naomi, call American Airlines. There's a blizzard out there. It has to be. I'm no shy like Davin with this minion. There has to be a delay. There's no Shayla. It's a blizzard. Call American Airlines. Let's hear how much of a delay. I bet you it's an hour and a half. So what? 25 miles. So what? We pull into PHL at 8.15 and the flight's 8.30. They're not going anywhere. Takes them a half hour just to de-ice the plane. Eh, come on. We're not going anywhere till 9.30, 10 o'clock. Relax. We got this. She says, okay. She calls American Airlines. We're on our way to Philadelphia, she tells him. We're trying to grab the last flight out to Miami. Uh, the flight's for 8.30. Is it on time? She says, uh, wait one minute, ma'am. I'll check that for you. She comes back 10 seconds later. Yep, that flight's on time. <laughs> I said, what? The lady heard me on speaker. She says, sir, we pride ourselves. I don't want to hear what you pride yourselves on, cow. I'm driving 25 miles an hour in a 65, 
going from Jersey to Philadelphia. Come on, guys. You know how many times I flew planes in the sunniest, most paradise <laughs> weather, and every time you show up to the airport, they're running 45 minutes late? We're in a blizzard! Can't you be late in the right times? How do you explain this? Sir, we're on time. I said, okay, God bless you. She hung up. And we're driving 25 miles an hour. And you know, the ways every now and then says, another three minute delay because of an accident up ahead. Another two minute delay because of uh, traffic up ahead. And it keeps collaborating or recalculating. And we're getting closer. Finally we get into, finally we get into Pennsylvania. And we get on the turnpike. And Baruch Hashem, the turnpike, at least there, the roads were a little bit better than the Jersey roads. So we kicked it up to a whopping 45 miles an hour as we were ripping down the Pennsylvania turnpike. And literally, I was, I was saying, saying to Healy, not to make the flight, just not to hit anything. Because I, I'm telling you, you couldn't see in front of you. You couldn't see five feet in front of you. I didn't even know what the din was. Do you put your low beams on, your high beams on? At the end, I realized the low beams, I think, was the way to go because the high beams just made things more difficult to see. Or at least for someone else, for sure, has for sure. Finally, I'm looking at the thing and it says we're going to get there at 8.18. I said, Naomi, that's a good number. She says, you're out of your mind. We missed the flight. It's 8.30. They're on time. They closed the gate 10 minutes before takeoff. So even if you do get there with five minutes to go, it's already closed. They're not even going to let you on the plane. Let alone you got to take your shoes off. Let's not forget security. TSA, America's best. I mean, you got to remember what you're up against. I said, okay, don't rub it in. I dive in my earth. What a minute. We're going to make this. We're going to make this. I said, okay, let's see. We get closer to the airport. Finally, we go over that famous Philadelphia Bridge. The car was slipping back and forth, side to side, and I'm looking at the water on both sides. I was like, oh, this is great. And we get off the bridge, and I see the first sign for the Philadelphia International Airport. I'm telling you, Rabotai, wow, what a feeling that was. We pull off, we get off that exit, and we finally get our way over to the airport. I start following the terminals for American Airlines. We ended up kind of finding the short-term parking right next to American Airlines. And Baruch Hashem, it was an indoor parking lot. It was one of those three levels. I had to figure out which level is the one that connects to the terminal. I didn't have time to even... We figured out that level two was the terminal level. We find parking in Ashamayim. A guy was pulling out. We pulled right in. The whole rest of the level was packed. We jump out and grab our stuff. And we run in. It is now 8.18. The flight is leaving at 8.30. I'm telling you, we're running down that strip right up to the terminal. We come into the terminal and there's a lady standing there. Boarding passes. My wife pulls out her fancy phone. She shows her the boarding passes. She clicks it. She says, where are you going to? I said, we're going to Miami. We need to get out of the way. But 
bargained with him again. Hashem is going to hold the claim for us. I don't know how. I said, we're coming to Miami. She says, oh, what time's your flight? Now. Oh, very nice. We ran in and out of those turnbuckles <laughs> until, oh, excuse me, sorry, our flights are not, would it be okay if we just go, one, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, we would never do this. And, and there, was, there were some nice people. It was Philadelphia. <laughs> there, was, there was some nice people. Said, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, don't miss your flight. And we woke up, and there's a, you know, the officer. Uh, Can I see your? I said, sir, listen, we're uh, really uh, late. We're about to miss. Can I see your ID? I said, okay. <laughs> I pulled out my ID. I said, yes. Could you pull down your mask? He said, sure. And I, I was. I would. I pulled down the mask. He says, okay, you can go to security. I woke up to security, I'm telling you, I ripped off. I didn't even know what I was pulling off. <laughs> I ripped off my jacket, my one shoe, another shoe. If I had both shoes in the bin, I pushed them through. I got out on the other side. I grabbed my clothes. I didn't get dressed. I just took my clothes, whipped my suitcase and my socks, and ran. I ran for the gate, and I, and, and I didn't know my wife was behind me. I said to myself, maybe one of us will make it. <laughs> so I, I charged towards the gate. I'm coming up to the gate, and I see the number, and I can't believe it. The door's still open, and there's a guy, a Hasidish guy, standing by the counter, talking to the stewardess of American Airlines. I said, I don't know who that guy is. But when I run up there, I'm going to give him a hug and a kiss because whatever he's doing, he doesn't know it. He's doing it for me. I ran up and I would hear the conversation. And he, he's, he's telling the lady, I cannot check in this bag. This bag has stuff in it that's vital to national security. I'm thinking, oh, it's a good one. It's a good one. It's a good one. And the guy's looking at me. And, and the lady's saying, sir, listen, I've been fighting with you for 25 minutes. I was supposed to close this gate 20 minutes ago. Wow. The only reason why I didn't shut the gate was because you told me that you had something of national security. I called my manager. Tilda finally called me back. Sir, I'm sorry, national security or not, you have to check in the bank. He says, fine, if that's the case, I'm not going on this flight. I'm looking at him like, wait one second. You mean you were fighting on a flight which kept the door open, which you're not even going on? He says, no. I says, so? He says, I held it for you. I said, thank you. I showed him my wife's phone. They clicked the two boarding passes. We got into the gate, ran down the corridor, came on the plane. Rabotai, have you ever been on a plane where you're wondering how come they didn't lock down the plane yet, close the door. Who are they waiting for? <laughs> Did you ever think to be those people? <laughs> you, you know, do you know those people? You know, the ones that everyone's like, <sighs> and you woke on the plane and they're like, on the plane, I'm telling you, the entire plane is like, and walking by aisle by aisle, 
uh, walking. I, I, I don't want to make a chalashem, but if they would only know I just came from Deal, New Jersey. As I'm going down the aisle, and my, me and my wife, our heads were ducked, not believing we're actually on the plane. The guy jumps out from his seat and grabs my arm. I said, oh, oh. <laughs> I'm going to get it over the head now. Someone's going to give me real lip. You know how long we had to wait for? We could have been kicked off already. Not stuck in this blizzard, waiting for the one passenger that checked in but didn't show up. Me. I look at the guy like, hi. And the guy smiles. And he points to his phone. I look down. And he says, you're not going to believe this. I was just watching your class. <laughs> and as I'm watching the class thinking, what are we waiting for? Why don't we kick off already and take off? It's snowing. From all people to walk on the plane. As I'm watching your class, you walk on the plane. You're the guy we were waiting for. The guy that I was, I was watching your class and you come walking on the plane in Philadelphia. What are you doing here? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm trying to go to Miami. He says, this is crazy. Here I am sitting, listening to a class. You're giving a whole class about tefillah and then you come walk on the plane. I said, which class? He shows me the class. The entire class was only about standing for the, the, the importance of tefillah. I said, that was the wind from Shammai. Mm -hmm. I held this plane for you because you held yourself for me. I thought that was wild. I, I really, I was like, that's, that's not the That was unbelievable. Me and my wife sit down. Uh, to me, this, this hit me like, and I, and my wife said, Dovi, I think the reason why Hashem makes these things happen to you is because you probably need a class next week. I said, no, 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 Naomi, I want you to understand something. <laughs> this story taught me two big things. Number one, bitachon is not necessarily what you think is logical. Sometimes you have to go against logic. Anybody that's in that position, they would be. Sometimes you gotta go against the logic and say, Hashem, but you're the only shot I have, and I'm relying on you to get me. And if I'm gonna get on that plane, it's because you. And if you don't want me to get on that plane, I'm not getting on it no matter what time I leave. And if you are getting on that plane, I'm gonna get on it no matter what time I leave. And the second thing I learned from this story when you want Hashem to save you, don't tell him how. I was screaming in that phone, delay, delay. I, I, was, I, I was already telling him, I, 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 come on, Hashem. I dive in with a minion. Delay the flight for me. Hashem says, I don't have to delay the flight. I can get you on the plane without delaying the flight. I can put one yid by the door, fighting with the lady for 25 minutes over something that was bogus national security. <laughs> Holding the door open because this guy refused to get on. And at the end of the day, he doesn't take the flight, but you do. Don't tell him how to save you. I think these are two big nikudot. But I also believe, Rabotai, that when you stand for what you believe for, and you're boteach, you're boteach that Hashem is the only one that can help me. 
And he is the one that's going to dictate if I'm going to succeed or not. At the end of the day, he reminds us with an open, incredible power of ways that we can never figure out that he can deliver for us like nobody else. And those are the moments that we're ro'im et hakolot. Those are the moments, says Rabbi Akiva, that we're ro'im et hanishma. We're able to see black and white clearly what normally we just hear about behind the scenes. But now it becomes a real reality. Hashem held that play. And it wasn't the snow, and it wasn't this or that. We should be zochet to be able to see Hashem every step in life. And remember, when you go on vacation, you also have an opportunity to be Mekad Shem Shammai. Thank you for listening.